Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and I'm delighted to say the A-Team are back together. I'm joined this week by Matt. The A-Team? I've never been described as part of the A-Team before, mate. <laughs> well, I think if we were the A-Team, I'd be um, probably... I'd probably say Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah. Yeah, Love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> Cigar chewing. Cigar out your mouth, yeah. Tends to kind of just sit back like everyone else do the work and take the credit. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's definitely me. Uh, so, mate, you had a week off. You uh, you went doing family things. Yeah, we went to we went to, to Disneyland. Had a fantastic time with the kids. Mate, that's, yeah, that's just showing off, to be honest with you. I... <laughs> My my daughter would obviously love to go there, and that's true. But I think I'd like to go there more. It's fantastic. It's one of those things. I mean, they they had um like my daughter my daughter's four, and it was the princesses. That's the thing she wanted to go for. But yeah. they had a uh, a Star Wars kind of ex- not exhibition. It was like a theme yeah. thing, and you'd just Amazing. be walking along the park, and suddenly the stormtroopers would come through the, the park, and you know, as a grown adult, that it's not real. But the way they're marching, it felt real. <laughs> oh mate, yeah, I'd, I'd be grabbing me lightsaber and going to town. I couldn't be handling that. <laughs> the Empire invaded. Quick, run. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that's that's not cool. But no, I'd, I'd love to go. I think it's definitely something I'm going to have to do. For whatever reason, I think because she saw an advert on TV, my daughter's got it in her head. She wants to go on a Disney cruise. Yeah, you got to take her, mate. There's no yeah, excuses. Yeah, yeah well, well, I'll see. I'll see how good she is. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening, this is not being good. You shouldn't be listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, one strike. But yeah, mate, um, so we haven't got a game to talk about this week. So I put out to the, uh, the fandom, uh, fellow Spurs fans, give us your questions, give us your things you want to hear us talk about, and people have answered in droves. Oh, um, so yeah, we got quite a bit to get through from Instagram, which is always just a nightmare for me. We um, love that. But but yeah, we love it because I sound like a prat trying to say the names, and I'm sure at some point I'm going to say something really rude and not realise it. In fact, I've possibly you already have. done it. I think yeah. you've done it a few times, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy called a Boston Steamer. I don't know what that is, but apparently that's rude. Don't Google that. No one ever Google that. Um, so whilst I'm talking about Instagram, though, I do just and other than my usual sarcasm and stupidity I do want to say a big uh, thank you for running it as always to Laura who does a great job on Instagram uh, I'm going to dedicate this week's show to Laura as I'm having a bit of a tough time at the moment so Laura if you're listening uh, your fellow admins at Spurs News love you to bits you're great keep working hard and this show is dedicated to you yeah, so there you go. That was me way. being nice. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't bring up the fact she's a pole dancer once. Oh, See, exactly. That was that was me being lovely to her. So <laughs> she's going to be so worried now. Like, what well, he was really nice to me. Something's really wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but no, no. She's having a tough week, so hopefully that'll make you smile. But yeah, um, the only thing I want to touch on really quickly before we get stuck into these different things, I just want to mention we're recording a little earlier this week. Today is Wednesday, not Thursday. So it's Wednesday the 20th of February as we record. The podcast will still go out on the Thursday. So when you listen to this, this game would have already happened. But tonight, as I said, it's Wednesday. But when you listen to this, it would have already happened. (laughs) Um, Spurs ladies are playing Leicester at home. Um, Leicester ladies are sixth in the league. Spurs ladies are currently top of the FA Women's Championship. 
they're top, but Manchester United, who are second and are also the only full full time professional team in the league, are um, two games in hand due to cancellations. So Spurs need to keep winning. Uh, the top two teams get promoted to the Women's Super League. That's where we want to be. So good luck to the ladies. I know by the time everyone's listening to this, the game would have happened. So fingers crossed they get a really good result. Yeah, of course. So it's it's one that we I know we've we've discussed it before, but you know with Man- Manchester United being the, the the actual single professional team in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. If, if we if we if we win the league, right, it will be well, incredible. Amazing, right? yeah. <laughs> but let's just let's just take Man United out of it. And yeah. like you say, the top two guys. So if we if we get second, if we finish second, that's an incredible achievement. Yeah, really. oh, massive. Yeah. I mean, you've got to remember we only got promoted into this league this season. Yeah. So yeah, it's massive. The club are just taking strides forward all the time. Uh, the captain of the team, Jenna Scalacci. If you don't, uh, you know, if you've got an interest, follow her on Twitter. Uh, she speaks brilliantly. She's such a great ambassador for the club as a whole, not just the ladies' team. Um, I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of Anna Philby, who we had on for an interview. I'm part of the Anna Philby fan club. Uh, so is Matt, by the way. You founded it, didn't you, Sam? I did. I did find it. Yeah. yeah I, I actually messaged her the other day, and this is awful, but I messaged her the other day because I was thinking it'd be great to get her back on the podcast just to chat the ladies' season so far. And do you remember when I got her on for an interview? She was injured. Yes. Yeah, well, she's injured again oh, now. No. The poor <laughs> soul got taken out in a game. She's got like a leg fracture. Oh my god! Jesus. Yeah, and and I'm I'm going around telling everyone I'm her biggest fan. I didn't even realise. I felt awful. Oh jeez. I, t- I, t- I offered to surrender my I Heart Anna and my number one fan Philby fan club T-shirt, but she said it was okay. She oh, said I was allowed to keep them. So, um, <laughs> Anna, if you're listening, get well soon. Um, yeah, we are fans. So. But mostly I'm fans because she's a cross between, if I remember correctly, Rivaldo, Eric Dyer, Christian Eriksen. That's right. <laughs> she is the Just a mix of those midfield. three. She's the greatest midfielder in the history of the world. And yeah, she's amazing. Um, and she 100%, despite going through her academy, 100%, I've been told on the record, I have to stress, not a gooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, bless her. We can, we can uh, forgive her, her for that part of her, her history, yeah. Well, they're considering they're the biggest women's football club yeah. there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I'll forgive that. Yeah, that's fine. Coming through their academy and now playing for us works well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for me. Right around, yeah. But yeah, no, no, she's great. Um, and the ladies' team are just having this amazing season. Uh, now, there is one thing I want to say quickly before we get stuck in. Now, uh, you'll know this, and I've had this rant before, but I'm going to do it again because I just want people to really hear this. If we post something on Spurs News on the Facebook page, and you look at it and you think, oh, that's not of interest to me. There's this amazing thing that you can do, which is you can just keep scrolling. Mm. And the next time you post something, it might be of interest. I will never understand for as long as I live, and even if I live to be a thousand, why people feel the need to comment on things that they have no interest in to tell me they're not interested (laughs) in it. Like who gives a flying fuck? <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I know. We've we've spoken about this in the past, yeah. but I just my analogy that just is just sums it up. It, it's yeah. just literally, isn't it? Walking down the high street, yeah. like you, you or me, for example, yeah. walking down the high street, going into a a, a, a fashion shop for women, yeah. and going in there and going, "Why are you selling all these women's clothes? I don't yeah. wear women's clothes." Yeah. And then walking yeah. out again. That no, is what it is. Spot on. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing is, if you did that, people would go, wow, that guy's crazy. Mental, yeah. But if you comment on a post online, that, like, I have no interest in this because women's football sucks, 
that's normal. <laughs> that why why take the time if you have no interest in it? What are you doing? Yeah, I know. I know. And um, I, I challenged this particular prat over this <laughs> and pointed that out to him. The irony in him commenting, and I just asked the question: Well, why have you commented then? And he then told me that he's been a Tottenham fan since the sixties, and he can comment whatever he likes. I'm like. You've not answered the question at all there. You, uh, how long How long you've been a Spurs fan really doesn't give you this magical opinion that thou sh- all shall listen to me because I shall speak. It, if, yeah, it felt right. like his answer was someone, for example, saying to someone, do you like football? Yeah. And their answer being, I have two sugars in my tea, please. That's what the answer <laughs> felt was. like, didn't it? You're right. It was just kind of... I read it a couple of times thinking, that makes no sense. <laughs> it's got no relevance to your to your <laughs> question. <laughs> now, the other one, which was yesterday, I've not pointed this out to you yet. You may have spotted it. But we, we've got a number of fans, and I know a lot of people listening to be the same way. They hate Daniel Levy. Yeah. And, you know, we, and not just to the point of he's done a lot of bad stuff, I know him, but this is like a real kind of agenda hatred. <laughs> uh, you know, if Tottenham announced they've made a hundred million in the last year and everyone goes, Oh, isn't that great news? This person will just go, Yeah, well Daniel Levy's probably, you know, buying doing his next cocaine yacht. on a new yacht. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no matter what you post, some people will try and push an agenda. Okay, that's fair enough. And uh, to be honest with you, the vast majority of the time I'll ignore it, but we posted something yesterday and um I'm trying to think what it was. Um oh I remember now. It was to do with I'm gonna to have to look it up, but it was it was to do with something completely nothing to do with Daniel Levy anyway, <laughs> right? I mean, to the point it, like you just said, it was the equivalent of me posting, "Hey, who likes football?" and someone replying, "Well, Daniel Levy's an asshole." <laughs> I just want to and, and just like, what, what, what? What's what's that got to do with anything? So my, I replied to the comment like, "Look, seriously, what 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 are you doing? What what are you?" And and I got accused of being a. Uh, a typical club employee stooge. So and and he said I should get my IQ checked. <laughs> to which I replied, "This is a fan site, you idiot. Who's, who needs their IQ checking?" Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, do you really think that a club employee could answer some of the comments like I do? Like, are, <laughs> were you born this stupid, or did you take lessons? Do you really think that a Tottenham Hotspur employee could reply? I mean, I dare say, there's a lot of them would love to. But yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Now, I, I'm all for having opinions, and I've got no issue at all with people having a problem with Daniel Levy. He's done some stupid-ass stuff. But I do always have an issue with an agenda which just gets pushed no matter what. It's like, hey, Tottenham mm. win the league. We would have we won it sooner if it weren't for Daniel Levy. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on, yeah. man. Yeah, you're Seriously, right. <laughs> what the hell? Mm. <laughs> but, I know, I know yeah. we've had plenty of discussions on Daniel Levy. And you're yeah, right, yeah. He, he has... He has um, you know he's made decisions that have burnt bridges at certain clubs, but yep. you, you know I'll refer back to that um, thing we did uh, a couple of podcasts ago. If anyone that hasn't listened, I d- definitely recommend having a listen. When you got the three di- insights from the the, yeah, th- the three yeah, different yeah. supporters of t- teams that are now have won plenty in their history, but yep. have a, a sort of languishing in the in the in the championship, and. Yep. You know the trophies aren't there. I get that, but I I feel personally that that Levy's build is building something like physically with the ground and with the squad yep. and the manager and I I for me I I don't I don't hold this this kind of anger that a lot of fans do. I, I for me I think he's been a on the whole and especially in the last few years he's been a, he's been a a, a great um, well he's I... ch- you know. Chairman, I, I'm I'm not blind to say he's done everything perfectly. No, but at I the agree. Same time, I I I tend to 
people seem to have a very short term view, and and I get that it's fine. You know, they they support a football club, they watch Chelsea get billions invested into them and go from basically being on a par with us to being you know a, a level above when it comes to trophies of course. that you know and people have seen that they've seen man city go from being in like league one to to championship to premier league to suddenly having loads of money and being a level above us being owned by country <laughs> yeah well they're basically being funded by a country yeah uh, you know, everyone should notice that chelsea are no longer getting that level of funding and look what's happening yeah but anyway um so it to me I try and look long term, and if you look at us uh, twenty years ago, and then ten years ago, and then now, we have consistently improved. Yeah, over over that time, and you know it's like apples and oranges to compare us then to now. It really is. Um, does that mean that every fan should be unbelievably happy? No, I don't think so. I think you should always be trying to drive forward for more. But I think the thing that a lot of people need to realise is. Trophies winning don't automatically mean club growth. Um, we've won two League Cups in recent... Our most recent trophy successes are League Cups. Neither of those teams even stayed together. Mm. They never went on to win more. They never... It wasn't a catalyst to go on more. Um, you know, there's the argument over if we won the League Cup, uh, you know, Man City won the League Cup, then won the League. Chelsea won the League Cup, then won the League. Well, you know, if we won the League Cup, it could lead to something else. And, and you're quite right. It could be the thing that tips the players into the belief that, oh, we, we can do this. But in our history and the evidence of our history, that's not happened. And those other teams that I've just mentioned had a massive investment into them, into the infrastructure, into everything, into the squad, which meant that they were in a position to go on. They weren't just kind of a lucky cup run and won a cup. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's part it's like yeah. the, the league cup. The league cup win for them was almost a um, a result of the, the growth. It wasn't something yeah, they was aiming yeah. towards to go further on. It was just yeah. because they've grown so much, they've built, they've invested so much. It's just that would be what you'd expect from a team that's that's, that's been invested heavily yeah. into. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And and so I yeah I I do get where people are coming from with it, but I do like I said, I'll always question people with an agenda and and that works both ways like we post some stuff um for example in the past not recently but in the past annually we've done some pretty stupid stuff and we've posted it and discussed it and people have just been blind to it and i'm kind of like well no you can't be blind to it you can't you know i i i don't sit on the fence which some people accuse me of i'm just I'm willing to say he's done some good things he's done some bad things and also I'm willing to say that it's just my opinion yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and my opinion's worth what it is to me, to you, to anybody. But just because I have an opinion and someone has a different opinion, doesn't mean I'm right, they're wrong, or they're right, I'm wrong. It's opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. but anyway, I just we could talk about that till the cows come. No, in, absolutely. And I, I just would make a, uh, I would mention as well. I don't know if you saw yeah. the, the tweet, uh, Sam, but uh, mm. I saw a really interesting one by Matt Letizia, uh yeah. recently. It was. Did you, did you post it on our on our on our little? Messenger group. Where did Maybe. I see it? Tell yeah, me. but it was Remind the one. The it, basically, a, a, a Portsmouth fan is just ripping into him, uh, saying you didn't win anything yeah, uh, at Southampton, yeah. and he just yeah. comes back with, "Look, you know, there's, there's only three or four cups. You, you've said this plenty of times. There's only yeah, three or four cups yeah. you can win every year. You got yeah. you either buy the 
you buy the cup or you just you know you you're kind of extremely lucky you know it's, it's yeah. not it's not a given that you're going to win, win a trophy and i no. think he finished the tweet by saying something like anyway are you guys getting on in the ldv trans vans trophy or something <laughs> like that you know probably got a nice little digging at the end you know well, but... <laughs> I, i'm pleased you see the thing is and this is so true right people talk about the tizier could have gone the man united and he could have gone these different places and he and he could have done the guy was so talented but he was in a place where he was happy and was worshipped and I still remember Matt Letizier as a footballer now. Yeah. I, do I remember trophies he won or didn't win? No. I remember watching him and just thinking he was amazing and wishing we'd signed him. You know. That's right. I mean, the thing is, like, you, you were, in 20 years' time, okay, like, you yeah. think 20 years' time, we'll still remember Matt Letizier. Are we going to really have yeah. fond memories of Phil Jones? And look at what no. Phil Jones has won t- trophies, you know? it's like... Well, mate, <laughs> how many times have I used the example of the best defender in the world, Wesley Brown? Well, there you go, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He won Brown, loads he, of he, trophies, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he must be the best defender in the world, because when I looked up his CV, he had six Premier League title wins, four FA Cups, two League Cups, and two Champions Leagues. I yeah. mean... That's go. a better. That's better than some of the big. Yeah. So when people say to me like, "Oh, you know," I, I used to have this debate. Toby Alderweireld's probably the best defender in the Premier League, and opposition fans say, "Well, what's he won?" And I'd be looking. Are you that? What? Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Uh, what possible? All right, fine. By that rationale, Wes Brown's the best defender in the world, exactly. and they go and they'd say that stupid. I'm like, yes. Hello. That's your point. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, we could go down this yeah, road sorry, again. Mate, yeah. I, um, I am celebrating today. It is the anniversary of the birth of the greatest striker ever currently. And that is Jimmy Greaves. And in honour of that, I believe we have a very special Matt Stats. We do. Which which if we didn't, and you were about to say, no, Sam, I scratched that. That would be really embarrassing. <laughs> that would be awkward. Yeah, that would be awkward. But anyone, everyone, the podcast universe missed it last week. It's back, it's Matt Stat. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Oh, I'm pleased it's back, mate. I'm pleased it's back. So, yeah, it's Jimmy Greaves' 79th birthday today. And, uh... What a player he was. I mean, I've got some stats on him, and it will remind a few listeners, and it will educate a few listeners, and it certainly yep. educated me. <laughs> it really has. Yep. <laughs> so he, he he played his professional his his um uh professional career like obviously when when he when he started uh, when he came out of youth like you know in the first team uh, was uh, with Chelsea in fifty seven, and his final game was with West Ham in uh, seventy one. He did yep. go on to play for like some non-league clubs, sort of seventy-five, seventy-six. But this particular kind of uh, a, a period of his career, he played six hundred and two games for those three clubs and scored uh, scored four hundred and twenty-two goals. Four hundred and twenty-two wow. goals in six hundred and two club appearances. It is insane, isn't it? Absolutely yep. insane. So he 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 played for he started at Chelsea. Um, he played obviously for their youth team. He went through their youth now. I, I don't know if you know this, but he he played for the youth team for two years, right? In the second, in the in the season before he made his uh, first team debut, so his last season as a as a youth player, right? Yeah. Have a little guess how many goals he scored in that season. 
I know obviously youth's different and you can score more than um, well uh, any idea how many games it was I, I don't but I, uh, okay. I can't imagine uh, it's going to be 40 122 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry what? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Do you, do you remember the fuss over that Rio Griffiths last <laughs> yeah, season? Because at under-18 level, he'd scored 30-odd goals. It's insane, isn't it? It's, wow. I, I think Chelsea are probably thinking, it's probably about time we promote him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that kid who basically scores three to six goals every game? Yeah, we should really give him a run out. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. It is what, incredible, isn't it? What a player. Yeah, so he, he made his debut... Um, his first first division debut for Chelsea, and did you know it was against us? No, and he scored no. against us as well. It was a white line. I'll forgive him. Yeah, we'll I, forgive I, him. Yeah, I, I've already forgiven him. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. so so it was on a one all draw. So he played for Chelsea for four years, and then he then he went to uh, AC Milan, yeah. and um, he didn't he didn't settle there. He didn't he didn't actually want to go. Like you know, I've, no. I've read some of the stories on it. And he didn't want to go, and he tried he tried to kind of. Uh, Get get out of it, but it, it'd gone through, and the, the AC Milan manager at the time was like, "Look, I'm not going to annul the deal. You, you've got to come, you know." And yeah. he had a bit of a toy time. He scored a few goals, but you know, he, he wasn't happy there. He just wanted to come no. back to London. So basically, he was put on the transfer list, and he was offered to us and go to go back to Chelsea. We both put in bids of about ninety seven thousand, then we started sort of trying to outbid each other. Yeah. We, we got him for ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine pounds. <laughs> now, do you know why? Go on. Because Bill Nicholson didn't want him to have the pressure of being the first £100,000 uh, British player. Wow. So just knock a pound off and the pressure's off, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> it's going to be. I, I, I mean, Sir Bill. Lord, yeah. Lord, I, Lord Bill. Yeah. King Bill. He, he, whatever he says is right. It's just a silly thing, but he... Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that just works, doesn't it? You he, know, just... he, he was a details man, yeah. and it, man management especially. And if he felt that personality-wise, Jimmy needed not to have that tag around his neck, then yeah, yeah. Let's no, face so, yeah. it; it appears to have worked. Yeah, it seems to work. Well, he scored two hundred and sixty-six <laughs> times for us, so he scored a few goals in the nine years he was with us. No uh, and in that time, he won two FA Cups and a Cup Winners' Cup as well. So. Um, so, so just just to backtrack that just a second. So, Jimmy Greaves was with us for nine years, mm. and in those nine years, he won three trophies. Yeah, and scored two hundred sixty-six goals as well. In the meantime, uh, so our club legends like worse than Wes Brown. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, he only won three oh, things, didn't he? Yeah. He, he didn't. Wow. He didn't win the league either. So he's definitely not as good as Wes Brown. Like Wes Brown, is, you know, he's just. That's, that's really upsetting to me. Sorry, to Jimmy. Learn this. Yeah, sorry, Jimmy yeah. Greaves. Not as good wow. as Wes Brown, unfortunately. Wes Brown is a better player than Jimmy Greaves. Who would have ever come up with that? No one, because it's stupid. <laughs> but this is um, it's an opinion. But yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was an opinion. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so he's our all-time goal scorer. He right? is, yeah. I mean, yeah. as long as Kane stays and relatively free, I think Kane will take yeah. it, but... At the moment, yeah, Jimmy Greaves is. I think Kane's about 120 odd goals behind, isn't he? At the moment, so he's still got a way to go. So, yeah, to be honest with you, um, Sonny seems to be gunning for Kane this season. Like, you think you can be the top goal scorer every year? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a run for your money. 
<laughs> I, I, what's going to make it interesting for me? I don't see Kane giving and Sonny the ball at all for the next few games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I've been injured and I've looked at my stats and I'm not happy. Yeah, but, <laughs> nah, um, mate, uh, Jimmy Greaves, what a player. Yeah, I mean, like, so during his time at, at Chelsea and Spurs, he was the first division top scorer six times, and that's an achievement that's never yeah. been matched. And um, in the fourteen seasons that he played uh, in the in the uh, first division, he yep. was the, the, his club's top scorer in twelve of those fourteen seasons. So, wow. just a phen- mean, phenomenal player, you know. And and, and football was bloody physical. That yeah, of course well. it was. Yeah, to be a skillful player and striker like he was, yeah. when defenders were allowed to basically break your leg and stand over you, smoking. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my dad used to tell me all the time he was just the best striker you've ever seen in the world. He was mm-hmm. just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up on stories of Jimmy Greaves. And something hit me earlier on while I was watching a video of some of his goals. And I was just like, wow, you were so much more of a player than just a finisher. You know, you yeah. you kind of have that in your head that he was just a finisher. And I, I suddenly thought to myself, how amazing it is for us to be alive right now whilst Harry Kane's doing. That. Oh yeah, because you can say exactly the same about him, can't you? Like he scores yeah. goals for fun, but he's just, yeah. Kane's not just a finisher. He but he can pass the ball. You know, in in ten, twenty, thirty. You know, when my when my daughters have grown up, is she going to say to people, "Oh, my dad used to talk about Harry Kane all yeah. the time"? You yeah. know, yeah. He just it's just such a sometimes I think we all need to take a step back and enjoy the privilege of what we're seeing yeah. sometimes yeah, um, sure. you know forget the trophies and all that stuff for a minute just just look at that and go wow we're seeing something special yeah and we absolutely are. yeah we, of course we are we've got the next five years of his prime yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean come on <laughs> I mean that's the thing like you know we, we look at like you know look, I'm not going to say it's, it's only the FA Cup and only the Cup Winners Cup but you know, you you, you look yeah. you look back at that that that, that time yeah. Jimmy Cruz had there, and all right, you know, he's won three trophies, and hopefully we can win some as yeah. well. But we're looking back at him because of who he was, you know, like yeah. the, the player yeah. he was. Yeah, That's we're looking at him because he was just a phenomenal. Yeah, football absolutely. Player. I mean, not like, once as it come into my mind. Yeah, but how much? How many yeah, trophies did yeah, he win? Exactly. Never. Ab- absolutely. And, and talking about trophies as well. So for yeah. for England, he scored forty four goals. Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. Which is the fourth highest uh, yeah. England goal score, I believe. But it it took it took Rooney a hundred games to get the amount of goals he he's got, yeah. and it took Jimmy Greaves fifty seven games. Yeah. Yeah, forty-four and, in fifty-seven yeah. at international, and, and that included six hat tricks for England. Yeah, let let that sink in though. That that is a strike rate. I mean, Peter Crouch's was close to that at international level, but <laughs> oh, just ridiculous. <laughs> I um, uh, I can't. I love the guy. I I used to watch him on a Saturday as a kid, Saint and Greavesy. Yeah, I remember. And yeah, that's right. So I, I kind of fell in love with him from that before I even knew anything about his history with Spurs, which when I found that out was just like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and as I've got older, I've just appreciated him on a whole other level. So happy birthday, Jimmy. Have a good happy day. Hope you're, hope you're keeping well. Yeah. Um, so, my friend, it is time, now we've done that, um, for the rest of the show, I think, because we are we are inundated. Now, some of these might be repeated, um, so we're going to try and sift through them. So if you've asked a question, um, apologies if 
Uh, we don't necessarily read it out if there's one been very similar, because obviously it's pointless reading the same question over and over again. And also, apologies to everybody listening if I do say the same thing over and over again, because there's a lot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it is time to go to the fan questions. Now it's time for your comments. Okay, you ready, mate? This guy. We're gonna we're gonna start with Instagram because let's face it, that's where we have the most fun. (laughs) It's where I'm gonna struggle the most. Um, So the very first one on Instagram comes from Rock Miamadeus. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Would you like to see Kane uh, get playing time against Burnley or be ready to play against Borussia in the second leg? Or do you believe he'll even be ready to play against uh, Dortmund? I've just seen a picture of him first team training again today. So, yeah, it would appear that he's going to be available for selection. Whether the manager's picks him, I don't know. I'm I'm so on the fence about that. What about you? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, because he's been out for a while, he's not going to be match sharp, is he? And when you've got Sonny, who's just on fire at the moment, I'd say start with Sonny and then possibly look at bringing Kane on maybe, yeah. depending on how the game goes. Like, you know, if we're, so, if we're comfortable at 70 minutes, then bring him on or even if we're not, even if it's like yeah. we're, trying to, we're finding it hard to break him down, then it might be a good idea to bring him on. Yeah, no, agreed. I mean, I'd, I'd be tempted to keep with Lorente and Sonny playing off of him because those yeah. two seem to be building quite a good understanding. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd probably be tempted to start him from the bench. The Dortmund away thing's interesting because, I mean, we're 3-0 up in that game. Um, I don't think you're really a Spurs fan unless you're not mentally preparing no, yourself to lose 4-0. No, losing 4-3. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, I, I certainly don't want us to send a second team. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, would I want Kane to start in a game where, I don't know, it's all going to depend on how he is. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I, I think he will. One... I think he will, Sam. I think he'll start. I think Dortmund. you're probably yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, I, or sorry, one don't even know anymore. Sixty nine. <laughs> okay. Think if you're talking um, rude ones, that's coming that yeah. down that league. <laughs> it could be. Uh, talk about our title hopes and ambitions for the end of the season. Um, we are technically in the title race, and it's in our own hands because we got to play both of them. Um, whether we win the title or not, we are going to play a massive part in who does win it. Because we got to play both Man City and Liverpool. Yeah, away. And, yeah, and we're capable of beating both of those teams. We're also capable of bending over and getting hammered by both of those teams. So, um, I I don't know. It's I love the fact that we've got it in our own hands, though. I love the fact that. You know, Liverpool lose to Man United this weekend, which is infinitely possible. Um, and we beat both of those teams. We're actually possibly going to win the title. I mean, that's nuts to me. I'm still kind of... It's madness. But I think as much as I love having that, and I love the fact that we are involved in it, and I love the fact we go for it, I'm a bit pragmatic where don't look past Burnley. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, the next the next game is the next game. Yeah, and that's how I think how we need to be. Yeah, I I just think like you're looking us uh, us Man City and Liverpool are the three teams that bought lottery tickets. We're holding a lottery ticket, so at the moment yeah. we're we're allowed to dream because we've got a lottery ticket, which yeah. the other clubs haven't got. So we can dream. 
because we've yeah. we've got it, you know. So let's just see. Like I, I think personally, the Man City and the Liverpool game, they're both away, are going to be extremely tough games. Yeah, we have are, we yeah. have won. I mean, we've won both grounds fairly recently, so yeah. it's not like it's it's impossible. But genuinely, if we win those two games. I yeah. think it's ours. Like, I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's I'm mad. Yeah, yeah, I think it is ours. I, I think like it would uh, be such a statement, and like we could potentially drop game, po- drop points in other games. But I still think the title's ours if we win those two games because I think it would just I mean, be like the, the, what it sends out, you know. To the we have we have Burnley coming up, which is for me, for momentum and for everything is is must win. Mm. I know it sounds mad, you know, win every game, <laughs> every game yeah. is must win. Yeah. Um, but it's the double header with Chelsea and Arsenal. Which kind of you win or at least not lose those two games, you've cemented top four done at that point. Mm. And it kind of then means that as the team can kind of go, ooh, okay, now our only focus now is above us. Does Mm. that make sense? I mean, right now we've got a gap. Yeah. But if we lose to both Chelsea and Arsenal back to back, that that gap's gone. Gap goes, yeah, exactly. So. You win both of those games, and it's not so much you know that that gap's then insurmountable. You know, you'd have to have yeah. a complete meltdown, losing every game six 0 which won't happen. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting run coming up, but I do genuinely think keep our focus on what's next, what's next, because if you keep winning the next one, then all of a sudden. You know, it could be the big one. It's just a cliche, isn't it? But it's just literally one game at a time, isn't it? That's how you've got to think of yes, it. Yes, and in honour of Jimmy, it's a funny old game. <laughs> um, so Colin is white. Um, hopefully, Colin, this is a statement about being a Tottenham fan rather than you know, <laughs> rather than some neo-Nazi on my thing. But um, Colin says, "Do we resign? Or sorry, sorry, resign, not resign." <laughs> You can tell why I've got that wrong. You've not put the little thing in there. Uh, do we re-sign Lorente after his current form or let his contract run out this summer? Now, we did a poll on the page and about 80% were in favour of him having a new deal. I wish I'd done that about a month or so ago yeah. and we could have compared because when someone shows a bit of form, everyone's like, yeah, he's amazing. And the minute he has a couple of bad games, or people are going to go, no, he's, he's a donkey. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think? Yeah. I, I personally think that he, like he's come out and said that he, he's happy to stay for another season. And yeah. he's just, he's just a good, like he's one of those players that's not complaining about being on the bench or, you know, not getting game time. He's not complaining about, it, is he? He said, I'm no. happy at the club. So yeah. when we've got a striker that is happy to kind of yeah. step in, then why not? <laughs> and also, look at the interviews from some of the young players talking about him. Yeah. Um, Harry Winks, Juan Foyf, and a couple of the others who, who've gone out of my head at the moment talk about the influence he's having on talking to them, taking time out of his day to, to, to go and chat to them. Uh, Harry Winks gave an interview where he talked about he was struggling with pain in his ankle. And Lorente sat with him and talked about how for like three years in his career he had the same problem. Mm. And he said, you've got to get to a point where it's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Accept that. Accept every time you do this, it's going to hurt. And once you do that, you'll suddenly realise, yeah, it hurts, but I'm not breaking down. It's not like I'm going to go over on it and all of a sudden I'm on the floor again. Mm. And, you know, we all know that Harry Winks is probably in the best form for us of his career yeah, right absolutely, now, yeah. in, my, in my opinion anyway 
So that influence and that ability behind the scenes, I think, is a good thing. I a lot of people are saying no, we should let him go because we need to sign a better backup striker option. I'm always of the belief because of the system we play, we should be looking to sign a striker who can play. Uh, we're never going to sign him, but a player like Marcus Rashford who can play nine, who can play that, like like Sonny, but also can play a wider role. Um, you know, like a forward rather than an out and out striker. Yeah, and we could do that. And have Lorente. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, you're right. I think Janssen needs to move on. Mm. Um, but I'd, I'd keep Lorente for another year, personally. Yeah, you, do you know, you, you, I know you spoke, this is exactly the point you made uh, on the last podcast you did with Dan, but I, can, yeah. I, I was listening to it completely agree. And I, it's, it's one of those situations where no, no, out and out striker is is going to be is going to have have the attraction to going to Spurs while we have Kane. It just isn't because you know you're not going to get you're not going to get game time as long as Kane's fit. Yep. So when you've got a player like you say like Rashford and that, that is you know I'm not saying that we're going to sign him but like a player no, like that no, who can, who can who can step in if if Kane's injured but also can play you know like yeah. the sunny role. Then yeah, that's that's what that's what we need. Like you know and yeah. and you're right, Lorente, like you know he's he's definitely obviously he's in the tw- the twilight of his career. Uh, what is he? Yep. Thirty four, thirty four now, isn't he? Thirty three, thirty four. Yeah, but yeah, right now, but yeah. I, I, I like and and you've hit a really good point that I didn't really think about. You know, he's won it all, hasn't he? Well, most of it. I mean, yeah, he won, yeah, he won yeah, a lot yeah, in Italy. Yeah. He's won the World Cup, the Europe, and it was a, it yeah. felt, for me. It feels a bit like when we signed Edgar Davids, who, who, who yeah, kind of won it all yeah, as well. It was massive, and and yeah. it's it's not just the influence he's having on the pitch; it's the influence he's having behind the scenes with the players, with yeah. the younger players. So yeah, definitely have him around for as yeah, long as we can. No. I agree. Um, the other thing that uh, Colin is White says is uh, about Pochettino to Man United, the rumours about them being willing to pay the forty-four million. I think the press still need to fill column inches. Yeah. Um, Pochettino's made it quite clear in interviews and stuff that he wants to be at the club, or he views himself being at the club. He's never going to rule out because why would he? Mm. You know, mm. don't don't read into that. Um, uh, he said, "Will Daniel Levy uh, stay with the interest?" Well, Daniel Levy's got a coach under contract. Unless Pochettino comes to him and says, "I want to leave," Daniel Levy's just going to tell him to go away. Yeah, sure. Um, the next one is from Barty Two Four Two. He says, "We need someone like Hazard to put the killer ball through." Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd take. Hazard. I'd love Hazard at the club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if he's going to Real Madrid, we should definitely try and jump that. Can, can we can we afford five hundred thousand pound a week to trump Real Madrid? Um, hang on a sec. Let me just try Daniel Levy. No, he hung up on me. He hung up on um, so yeah, no, Daniel, Daniel Levy. No, said no. Uh, Lauren Goodland, who I'm fairly confident engaged to Harry Kane. No, that's Katie Goodland. It's a joke. Uh, Lauren Goodland says, "Will Kane be back for Burnley? Uh, apparently, he's fit and ready." Yes, Lauren. Um, ask, you, so, ask your sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I sounded dirty. <laughs> <laughs> not sure why but, uh, uh, Lewis or I think it's in my mind that I should move on quickly because people are judging me Lewis uh, dot Tarleton Tarleton oh sorry Lewis um, are we in the title race yes can we win the title yes yes uh, thoughts on how important Sonny is to us? Very oh, important, massively important. <laughs> I love that guy. Can um, I just can I just say like I I went to the uh, Watford and um, yeah uh, Newcastle game. You did, and my boy come away and it is that is Sonny is is his hero. You know, Sonny yeah. has made him fall in love with the club. And I've yep. I've not that I don't need falling in love with the club, but Sonny is oh he's the heartbeat yeah. at the moment, isn't he? 
he, he's brilliant. Uh, he plays with a smile, and yeah. if Sonny's happy, I'm happy. Yes. Um, predictions versus Burnley. It's going to be a tough game. Burnley are having a tough run at the moment, but they are a hard side to break down. They've got a very good coach and a group of players that are running through walls for him. Yeah. Um, they're being dragged into a bit of a dog fight, and I, I think it's going to be a very tough game. So, I still think we're going to win it. I say 2 0. Uh, wow. You're so confident. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I like you. Uh, can we get a result in Germany against Dortmund? No. We're going to lose let's that. Let's just go for the draw, yeah. shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. We're going to get hammered. It's, 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 I'm already preparing myself. Uh, Dave Thomas5840 says. Just would like to know if Pock is staying. Um, he, he won't answer, but yeah, I think he is. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I'm not worried about that anymore. It, it would take something out of nowhere for me to start worrying about that again. I, um, I think as well the fact that Solskjaer is doing such. I, I was talking to someone the other day about this as well with Solskjaer. I think he, that what he's got that the previous since Ferguson's got gone, what he's got that previous managers haven't had, like Moyes yeah. and Mourinho and Van, uh, Van Gaal. Is that he's he's been under uh, Ferguson's shadow in the past? Because yeah. you you that the last game, the Chelsea game, I I, I watched uh, the majority of it, and there's yeah. Ferguson sitting up in the stands, yeah. you know, and yeah. like when you when you're under Fergus' shadow, like it's nothing, like, you could be the, like there's no, he's the greatest manager that's probably yeah. ever lived. So Mate, so it's, you, the, it's the it's the sword of Damocles, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. dangling there all yeah. the time. And whereas Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's he's experienced happy. that, hasn't he? And he, and he, he and he, he's happy with it. Almost, yeah, 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 exactly. Because he's he's been his manager in the past, so he's yep. got he's got the advantage that the others didn't have. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer from Man United, permanent manager, make it so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Long may it continue. All those poor um, newspapers won't be able to ever find a story about it anymore. Poor dear, mate. Oh, I'm sure they'll find a way. Um, <laughs> they'll start uh, talking uh, about Ericsson to Madrid, then, won't they? And that'll be the next thing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That'll be next, yeah. <laughs> they don't take them long. Um, no. The next one is Keeper.22 says, What plans are there for inducting more academy players in the first team? Are there any players there, you know, our next Ledley, Winks, Kane type players on the verge of stepping up? It's an interesting one. Um, my my opinion's always very jaundiced because there's some kids in the academy that I am very attached to. Yeah, sure. And and I, and I want to see. Uh, just just to run through goalkeeper wise, um, the one that I always pick out is uh, Brandon Austin. Um, he's a U.S. English dual citizen. He is a very, very talented keeper. If you watch us in the UEFA Youth League, the Europa Youth League, he's the keeper for that team. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I rate him very highly. Uh, from a defender's point of view, Eoma, uh, E-Y-O-M-A, I'm possibly saying that wrong. Um, he is a level above a lot of players at his level. Um I would desperately love to see him get a season's loan next year, playing uh, League One or Championship level week in, week out. Um, that he was playing for England under twenties, and the player who he played alongside was at Stevenage, and has now been signed by someone in the Premier League. I can't think of his name now, Ben Wilmot or oh, something okay. like that. Yeah. Um, and you know this kid developed because he was playing every single week. Mm. Um, I'd like to see that happen with him. Uh, in midfield, obviously, for me, Skip is the best player in the world. So, he's the one, and we're already seeing him now. Um, th- there is one player called Jack Rolls. 
Yeah, you've talked about him before, um, haven't you? Yeah, Jack Rolls, he scores goals. Yes. Uh, because he does just score so many from midfield. He's got that ability, uh, like Lampard, just to arrive at the right time. Mm. Um you know, Lampard, you just didn't seem to be running ever because, you know, ch- chunky lad. <laughs> and then and then he'd just arrive and score and you'd be like, oh, get it. <laughs> um, Jack Rolls is like that. He just has this natural ability to be places. But uh, it would appear he's leaving. Um, the club, he, he's, his deal's up in the summer and the club haven't even made him an offer. I'm, <sighs> I'm uh, yeah, I'm at shock. And I've even seen a couple of articles get written about it now, like, what the hell's going on? So, unless behind the scenes he's a real ass, yeah, I don't get it. Um, but by all accounts, from people who spend a lot of time with the academy, he's a nice lad. And the one time he, you know, he was at a game, or he did, he didn't certainly didn't do anything that suggested to me he's an ass. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, uh, the other player who everyone knows is Marcus Edwards. Um, Marcus Edwards has all the ability in the world, but unfortunately he had a bit of an attitude problem. And we sent him, we tried to send him on loan last season. It didn't work out because of the before mentioned attitude problem. So we sent him on a season's loan this time to Holland. And at first it looked like it was just going to hell because he wasn't even making the squad. You know, he just, again, didn't seem to be making that step up to first team football. But now he really is. Um, and one of their players today has said the the Messi comparison is not by accident. He's phenomenal. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is. He is a, such a talented player that you watch and he can beat people and go past them like they're not even there. And to me, it reminds me of when I watched Gascoigne in the nineties. Yeah, wasn't fast, but would just go past people, and you'd like, how in the hell did he do that? Mm. Um, he, he can score all kinds of goals. He's he is so talented. Um, he's coming back to the club this summer after this loan. If he has made that adjustment, you know, sometimes it takes some players longer than others. He's still only 20, and he only turned 20 in December, just gone. So he he's still young. And let's face it, teenager with an attitude problem right here. I've got my hand up, everybody. I had an attitude problem <laughs> as a teenager. And I imagine a fair few of you have put your hands up as well. So... He, if he comes back and Pochettino meets with him and he's like, you know what, I, I want to do this, I want to get on with this, um, and they go on this uh, preseason tour and he impresses, then I think the kid will have a, an extension on his contract and will be involved with the first team next year. What's he got? A year left, has he at the moment? He's off, only off got the... this this summer. He'll have a year left. Right, yeah. yeah. Now the club won't invest in a player if he's not. So on that preseason tour, if at the end of it Pox like, yeah, you're not, you're not where I want you to be, he'll be sold. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, but he is, he's a player that whether he stays with us or goes, people should keep an eye on because he is a joy to watch. <laughs> he really is. Um, and of course up front is Troy Parrott, mm. um, the Irish goal machine, and he is phenomenal. Uh, he really is just again another player to joy to watch. It's interesting. It's his first full season this year with us, and it's his first full season playing at under twenty three level. He's been involved with the first team squad. He's starting to look a little bit tired to me. A little yeah. bit. He's probably, to be fair. I mean, like he's such a young lad, it must be yeah. quite overwhelming. I yeah, mean, I've seen massive. pictures of him 
training with the first team. I mean, yeah, kid's yeah, seventeen. Turned, <laughs> yeah, and only just he yeah. turned seventeen two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he, he is a phenomenal talent. And but I saw someone the other day said, "Well, he hadn't scored for a while." And I'm like, "Well, look, <laughs> Jesus, look what at his say? age. <laughs> yeah, give him, give him a chance." Eh? It's their opinion, uh, Sam. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Um, okay, Alfie Smith six five seven says. What about leaving Lorente in the starting level for a starting eleven for a few more matches to give Kane time? No, um, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I prefer Kane to start yeah. against Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah. If I'm honest, yeah, me too. And he will, I think we'll he will. See. As long as he's, as long as he, like, obviously, he clearly looks fit, doesn't he? And as long as he's, there's no reoccurrence of it, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kane is at this moment a far better player than Lorente, so I'd rather have him up front. Yep. Okay, and the next two, uh, the Tom Hay, hashtag Levy out, <laughs> um, is becoming a very popular hashtag again. Do you think uh, Levy really is buying, do you think it's his buying antics that's stopping us from winning things, or do you think there's more to it? Um, do you want to take that one? Because uh, I spoke on this. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't think it, I don't think it is. I I just I, I know we, we it's sort of this conversation that we have, for people that listen to the podcast all the time we it's, yeah. it's it's stuff we're talking about all the time and we're repeating things that we you know that points and stuff but for me I, I just feel like like this this set and I, and I apologise for saying it, keep saying it but this sense of entitlement that we have you know we we like for me Lee, Lee is he's he's creating something at Spurs and it's very steady it's very like there's no like, you, like again I'll refer back to those those three fans that you, you know you, you, we, we spoke about a couple of podcasts ago like they they had trophies like the Knights yeah. of Nottingham Forest and um, Aston, Villa Aston Villa and that and but they're, 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 look, look what it cost them you know for that yeah. I, I just I, I genuinely feel that what, what Levy's doing is he's 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 putting everything in place. Everything is gradually being put into place. The stadium, the the the, the training facilities. The um, I mean, my brother-in-law is a a, a, um, a scout, and he I saw him at the weekend, and he said uh, he he just come back from Hotspur away. He'd, he'd spent the morning yeah. there watching a couple of youth games. And he's like, mate, this these that training facility is like it's yeah. it's world class, you know. Is, yeah. So we've got the world class training facilities, the ground. We've got the manager. We've got yeah. the squad. I just, I, like, I, I, I get it. We all want to see like massive 70, 80, 90, 100 million pound signings because it gets our excitement levels up, doesn't yeah. it? But, but it we just patient. No, exactly. I just feel like just patience, guys. Like you know, just yeah. feel be patient. And if we if we can continue to build and you know, go carry on going, and it's you know, Poch talks about his project, doesn't he? He wants to win things. He's not in this just to. Yeah. He wants to win. Try. He wants it on his CV. I, I feel like we can do it, and I don't. I don't think Levy's being tight. He's just making sure that everything's everything's steady. You know, like yeah. we, we're not we're not taking risks, unnecessary risks. No, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm backing you there. So yeah. we're done on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I'm very happy about that. Uh, reading some of those names out is like a minefield. I just know at some week I'm going to read something awful. Um, so we're on the Facebook, and the very first one on Facebook is from Ray Milo, who says, I think having Hugo Lloris as captain hinders our ability to badger the referee and tell him where he's going wrong. I really like that way of putting it, by the way. Um, if we were to change captain, who would you choose? Oh, it's just obvious from for me, Kane, Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, he's Mister Tottenham, isn't he? I mean, like, do you, do you, know, do you yeah. remember a few a few um, 
podcast ago, you was talking about uh, a comment that Kane had made. I can't remember what it was about. I thought that was it. It was when Dembele went, yeah, and yeah. and he was talking. Not like as in I've had a great experience playing with him. It's yeah. like we have. Like he's talking yeah. on, in yeah. on behalf of the club. Yep. He's yeah, just Mister yeah. Mister Tottenham, and it would yeah. like I think for me, I, I even think he should be captain. You know, but yeah. I I um yeah no that's that's fair. I mean for me it's Eric Dyer because I think he'd kill someone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was wondering where he was going with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eric Dyer, brilliant. Um, okay, Martin McCarthy says, are we going to commit Toby and Christian to long term deals? Uh Man, that's that's the million pound question, quite literally. Yeah. Uh, two very different situations. We've talked about it a lot, so very quickly. Toby is going to wait until this summer when his release clause comes in. He is then going to have offers from other teams. His agent and him will then decide if he's going to leave or not. Tottenham have left the contract offer on the table for him. They're not going to move it. <laughs> if mm. someone comes in and offers him a load more money, Tottenham aren't going to go, okay, we'll renegotiate. And the reason is because the hierarchy at Spurs have fallen out with his management. So, you know, it, it just... Personally, I don't see him staying. I, I think he'll be gone. But you, football's strange. I thought he was gone last season, to be fair. I mean, I know we spoke about it, but when yeah. we when we was watching the World Cup, when I was watching the World Cup, I didn't well, regard we, him as a Spurs we, player. I was like, he's no, gone. No, you and me both, man. Yeah. Um, because it, it just seemed to be a done deal. Yeah. And But the thing is, a lot of people are questioning that. And I know there's been a lot of weird PR stuff, but, but the actual facts, so the stuff that's, that's out there that you can find and is, is fact because you can see the documents... He was offered less money by Man United, mm. and the reason why he was offered less money is because we were demanding a transfer fee of about fifty to sixty million. Mm. So Man United were saying to him, "If Spurs lower their asking price, we will pay you more money." But of course, why would the hell would we do that? No, it doesn't. It doesn't give us any advantage, no, is it? Exactly. Why? Why would we do that to help him join Man United? Yeah, Never in a million years. Yeah. So it became a stalemate, and Man United thought we'd relent. Because they thought, well, his contract's running down. They're they're bound to do a deal in the end, and we and we didn't. Yeah. Daniel Levy just <laughs> dug his heels in, which, as Alex Ferguson once described, negotiating with Daniel Levy is more painful than his hip operation. I believe he said. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, with Christian Eriksen, he's been offered one of the the second best deal that any player at Tottenham's ever been offered in history, behind Harry Kane. Um, and Christian Eriksen told Danish TV about a month ago, maybe a little less, it, that he's got to make a decision. It's got nothing to do with money. The offer from Tottenham's brilliant. Mm. So he will need to make a decision. And Pochettino says in press conferences all the time, we're giving him space. He's a grown man. We trust him. He's going to make his decision and let us know. Mm. I hate to say it, but I think he's gone. I, I think he's made a decision that he's going to go. Uh, I'd love to be proven wrong on that, but I just get the feeling that he, when he joined us, he hinted that he wanted to go to Spain one day. Um, and I just think that he's looking at that as this is his chance to go. If he doesn't go now, he, he might not never go. Yeah, and uh, do you know what? I, I go, this is going back to your to, to, to the podcast you did last week with Dan yeah. as well. You did talk about uh, Ericsson, didn't you? At, yeah, we did. At some yeah. length. And I know you did talk about my 
my yeah, take and my yeah, thoughts yeah. on it uh, with with him going in and it possibly being possibly in in the sort of the long term being a positive thing. I, st- yeah. I still ha- I still hold that thought, but I, I do take on board. And I can't remember if it was you or Dan that made the point that if he did go for a hundred million, then you know who do we get for a hundred million? Because like you, like you said, like the English players, they're really inflated, so you could end up yep. with a player from the from the Championship for what we sold Ericsson for. <laughs> yeah, but I I, I, I look. I, I love it. I love. It. I love it. I know, maybe I don't know if it's because it's my my brain kind of trying to stop me from hurting at the thought of him going. Because yeah. I do. I think he's an a, an outstanding uh, player. I just think what what stops him from being world class and like the hazard kind of uh, category is he's 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 free. He's dead ball uh, uh, kicking. He's 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 seems to have got worse if nothing else. Like, has, you know? yeah. like he's he honestly like every time he takes a corner. He, he barely. He, he, how many times has he has he has he not got past the first defender? You know, and oh, he's. Fr- I cry. Yeah, and and and, he, and like you know, it's the goal against Leicester, amazing. Like not many players can score that kind of goal, you know. So oh. I appreciate he does bring a lot to the club, but I don't know. I, I just I, I think that it, it. Let's see what happens if he goes, and come to first of September. If we, you know, I'll then make my mind up as to whether that was the right thing or the wrong thing, I think. But I don't think it should be one of those things where you're crying into your milk at the thought of him going. That's just my, my thoughts at the moment. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one is Jenny Ward, Shane Goodwin. I'm guessing it's two people with one profile. Uh, after such brilliant displays lately from Toby and Christian, are there any chances they'll be offered new contracts, please? <laughs> after Deja that, vu. my friend. <laughs> just, re- um, just rewind the podcast yeah, about yeah, two yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Mather says, if he had no injuries and was 100% fit, would you start Lamella over Lucas in any game? And do you think Lamella is a key player for our squad? He seems to have deteriorated Lamella this season again, form-wise. You know, like that, I, f- I feel like the beginning of the season we was kind of seeing a, like I was really glad to see him on the, in the in the in the first eleven. But I don't know. I just I feel like he's kind of. I mean, he has hardly scored any goals, has he? You know, this yeah, sort of he like, started the season well. Yeah, he scoring. did. But he's just um, what's happened to him? He, I think, uh, I talked about this last week, so apologies for repetition. I think he can't handle the Premier League. Mm. I think, like Dembele, for his career, I think he needs to move. Yeah, you, like, I think you said, didn't you, Italy would probably be yeah. a good move. Because I, I know YouTube videos aren't always the best no, kind of... In, uh, in Italy, but, but, he was like... Yeah. That, that, for for Ro- it was Roma, wasn't it? And I've seen some he of the goals was, he scored, yeah. and he was just like, "Wow!" Like when I remember when we signed him, I'm like, "I can't believe this player we're signing!" Like you know, yeah. he's incredible, and he just hasn't quite replicated that in the Premier League. Has no, he? no, yeah. not, not at all. Yeah. I mean, he, he you know, a, a Rabona side, he's not been that skillful mm. thirty-yard screamer mm. goal scorer we expected. But he was he, like the, some of the, like I remember seeing one goal he scored for Roma, and he was like drifting past about five or six players, yeah. and he gets into the box, and then just dummies yeah. the goalkeeper, and I'm like. Oh my god! Like this player, <laughs> but yeah, I've yeah, never is, seen him do yeah. that for Spurs. Well, he in Argentina was genuinely touted as the next Messi. That's right, he, yeah. And Messi took him under his wing at international level. He went to Roma and was just developing. He was linked to Barcelona. He was linked to uh, Madrid, Atletico Madrid mostly, and then we we grabbed him ahead yeah. of them, and. It was a phenomenal signing, but it just never worked really because to play in England, he had to change his game and injuries and stuff. I mean, the kid had that double hip operation. Yeah, You're sure. never going to be the same player. No, of course. I, I, for him, genuinely, I think he needs to move to a league 
um, where he, he can play at a different pace because the Premier League is just so physical and so relentless. Otherwise, his career with us is going to be from the bench yeah. uh, all the time because that's when you see the best of him. Well, how old, how old games, is he now, Sam? Is he like 26, uh, 27, isn't he? I think he's 26, 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was where my head was. Um, yeah. The next one is uh, Rebecca Bardle says, Gareth Bale, what are the chances? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Unless, unless yeah. we pay him £600,000 a yeah. week. I can't see him. I, uh, and, uh, if you can give minus answer to that, I, yeah, minus 5,000. Never, <laughs> never, ever, ever. Samuel Florido, can we replace Ericsson should he leave? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we can replace him, whether the replacement's any good. <laughs> um Ericsson is a special player because not only does he create stuff, he presses, he works hard for the team. Um, getting that in a player is not always easy. You need to kind of coach him and develop it. Uh, do I think we can replace him? Of course I do. I think we got one of the best coaches in the world and one of the best coaching teams. And I think we have the ability to take a rough diamond and turn him into a megastar. But whether we'd replace him like for like or whether we'd do what like Liverpool did, for example, and change how they play and invest in different areas is a different question. Yeah. Liverpool, when they lost Coutinho, looked rudderless. And before, whilst Coutinho was there, he was everything. He was the complete... He Everything they did was a goal from him or an assist from him. And then when he went, they looked rudderless and then they changed things. And those changes, they are now a better side. Uh, you know, which is what you alluded to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm um, not saying that we so do that. I'm knows? just. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we've uh, Maria asks about Toby and Christian. We've asked and answered that. Maria, sorry about that. Uh, Scotty Kinsey Nielsen says, "Would Pock like Toby and Yan to sign new contracts?" Uh, yeah, he would. Um, I don't think uh, he, when it comes to Yan, Yan's at Spurs for the rest yeah. of his career. I think I don't think he's he's happy, isn't he? Yeah. He, he stays till he yeah. retires. Yeah, I don't. I, I think he wants to go back to Ajax. Do you think? That's just yeah. I think he'd like to actually finish his career there. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Simon Whiteman says, "Me and Dan spoke so much last week, we didn't do any fan comments, so he's not commenting this week." <laughs> yeah, but he's well, by saying that he's commenting. <laughs> he is. I I apologise to him, and he said it was still good anyway. So that's fine. Thank, thanks, Simon. Meanie. Um we did get carried away to be honest with you. We were we were so engrossed having that conversation we forgot we were recording. Um Jason Good says, Are we going to continue to work our youth policy? At present we are putting other Premier League teams to shame. It's good to see so many youngsters coming through. As long as we've got this same manager, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's not gonna change. No. Uh Robin Powell, having come through our bad patch with flying colours, are the two cup exits a blessing in disguise? given our chances in the league and Champions League. Um, there's also a gap now in March, which is good. It's like 22 um, days, isn't it, the gap in March? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, weird. Allowing, it's allowing us to have stadium test events. Yay. Yeah, um, hopefully by the time you all listen to this, it'll be in the press. But yeah, I was told this morning, and I've already seen, I think, London Evening Standard have done an exclusive at lunchtime today as we record, which is Wednesday the 20th. So hopefully that's going to get announced very soon. Um, yeah, I think we've come through blessings in disguise. I, I, see, I want to win everything, so I'm always a little bit... I don't like saying going out of a cup's a blessing in disguise, but yeah, I completely understand what Robin means by that. Potentially, it could really help us 
at the end of the season. It's a blessing to disguise my stress levels because I've actually quite enjoyed this week <laughs> off just not thinking about football. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> It's um, like, did you ever find when you get to um, the end of the season? I just, I, I, yeah. I like me. I'm, we're both diehard, aren't we, Spurs yeah, fair football yeah. fans? You, but you I'm just, need a couple I just of weeks need off, all, yeah. a couple of months. I just enjoy yeah. that two months of knowing that I haven't got to sh- think about like stress about because you know now nowadays, like say we only won, we only lost six games in the league, so we've won twenty, so we've won the vast majority. But there's still that thought in my although I try to stay positive and, and, I, and I am like in general I know that if we lose and lose a crap game then I'm going to just it's going to ruin my weekend and I know that I've guaranteed like what eight weekends of it not being ruined guaranteed like. <laughs> man your wife puts on that <laughs> um, and I don't have one so perhaps yeah so no um, okay so can we possibly do Mission Impossible with two four fresh faces back to start a good run oh right okay can we possibly do the mission impossible and win the league with Kane Delhi Dyer and Wanyama all coming back pretty fresh um yeah why not I, I think De- Delhi and Kane look no disrespect to the other two but uh, look Dyer's not been playing well this season and Wanyama's no. hardly played at all but for me Kane and Delhi coming back now with us on the back of the, the wins we've had perfect timing perfect timing yeah, fresh, like you say, and this all the other you can tell the other like this is the time when teams start to tire. You know, now we're coming into March, and it's been a long old grueling season for a lot of them. And now we've got these two who've had a few weeks out. Perfect timing. Yep. Okay. Uh, Powell Escobar says, should we go for a central defensive midfielder in the summer, or will we move forward Winks and Skip? Um, I don't know. I mean. I, I I rate Skip very highly. I rate Winks very highly. Um, Dembele's left. I, I as much as I do rate both those players, I would like to see us add some experience in yeah, midfield. Sure, sure. Um, I agree. But yeah, I, I don't know the, the manager. Uh, Paul Matthews would like to hear more games and quizzes on the podcast. We've not done anything for a while, Paul. I'm sorry. I will work on that for next yeah, week. Yeah, I will as well. I'll, I'll think of a quiz for you next week as well. That's, that's my challenge for the week. All right. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Paul. <laughs> um, Andrew Stevenson says, why why we... Oh, blah. Andrew, what have you done to me? Typo hell. Why can't we meet the wage demands of Toby and Ericsson? Uh, we can. Yeah. Um, re- read a few articles away from the Red Top Press. Um, if you go online, uh, you can just basically type in the player names and then search articles that have come from the Times, uh, typically the journalists there know what they're talking about, or any articles from the London Evening Standard. Basically, who, basically newspapers who don't want sen- to sensationalise their stories. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, look for the articles that go into the detail, not the ones with headlines like uh, "Pock Cash Shocker" and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. You've written for them in the past, haven't you? Well, yes, yeah. To, to, to be honest with you, I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be the guy that comes up with the puns. I didn't want to be involved no. in any of the other crap. They, bas- they basically, the yeah, they basically what they do is they write their stories and they get you yeah. in for an hour and you just, and you just, just shout pun puns the at them, out of them and, then, yeah. and then you leave and then that's your day done. Mate, I, I, that job, if that job exists, sign <laughs> me up. That, that would be. 
That's yeah. Do the, the quiz next week could be? I'll give you Tottenham stories, and you got to come up with puns. Right, that's, that's I like it. He's developing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try, try, try and come up with uh, the way the press would write the headlines. Yeah. So, yeah, here's a story of Tottenham. Harry Kane's injured. Sam, what does the press say? <laughs> Kane injury shocker. Needs to needs to move abroad for better climate. <laughs> Kane needs death in injury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, Richard Jeffrey Pugh says, "What English players would suit our current style of training and play? Who, if anyone, would you buy to improve the squad this summer? Who would you like to see you leave and why?" Uh, Richard, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, please do. Um, it's the Valentine's Day special. Don't let that put you off. Um, me and Dan only kiss online for a couple of hours so but we actually talk about that we talk about the squad we talk about the development of it so if you don't mind Richard I'm not going to do it again this week because people are probably sick to death of hearing me talk about it um Matt because you weren't here last week if you could pick one English player right now you'd like to bring in who would it be and why on the spot oh mate you have put me on the spot aren't you um yeah, you know, just trying to think of an English player you like. Yeah, no, do you know, I'd still bring in that, that uh, I'd still bring in Grealish, you know, from Villa. I know he signed a, a contract, yeah. but yeah. I, I think with Potts working with him, he, he, yeah. he looks Premier League, he looks like he could be a real good Premier League player, you know, so. I'm, I'm with you, yeah. yeah. No, I like that. Uh, okay. Andrew Gordson says, exactly how much money do we have available for transfers? Well, Daniel Levy done give that out to me anymore because apparently I blab. No, no. Um, <laughs> it, there are, uh, there are two reports out there from journalists who have got good ties into the club talking about money. One of them is saying that the club actually has 40 million sat in the transfer kitty that Pochettino simply didn't want to touch. Um, whether that means more will get added to it in the summer, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> um, but that's kind of, there, there's money there, and obviously money from sales will get added to that, etc. Um, but the other article, which is the one that I tend to steer towards, is, is it was written by a journalist for the Times, uh, the Sport Times, a guy that generally when he writes about Tottenham does it, not saying sources, but actually says this person said this. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, so it tends to be a little bit more. He did an interview with uh, a lady at Tottenham who is one of the, the top sort of executives, if you like, of the board. And the basis of it is that the club currently um, are, are well off club. We're okay financially. But everything's kind of stuck because until the stadium opens, the refinance can't happen. Now, so that means there aren't budgets for things at the moment. Everything's kind of all in this one pot. And the minute that happens, the stadium, the keys get handed back, if you like, that gets refinanced. And then it's like, okay, so you've got the stadium and the debt there, which is paid for by this. And now we have our operational budget here again. And therefore we have this to spend this, you know, this for player wages, this for this, this for this. A lot of people are panicking about how the club are going to afford this stadium debt when we're kind of struggling as it is. You've got to remember that the the stadium has been financed over, I think, 10 years. Um, we, I've been told, and it could be lies, but I don't think it is, we have already got a naming rights deal for 10 years done. And the naming rights money pays the loan interest. Right. So, you know, basically the stadium is being bought, it's been built, it's been paid for, and the sponsorship and everything that's you can park it over there (laughs) and that way the increased revenue from the stadium the increased revenue from all the other stuff the club's doing isn't going to go on that it's going to go on transfers and player wages now it would have worked beautifully 
if the timings had worked out because it means the summer window just gone we'd have been a lot freer but it hasn't worked that way unfortunately january just gone we were still clogged up with it this summer providing these test events happen in march providing the stadium is ready to be open by the end of this season then the minute the keys are given back to us like i said then the new bank loan kicks in and the club can then start talking about well this is no longer Tottenham Hotspur Stadium London. It's now the Nike Stadium. <clears throat> um, Andrew Mason. Andrew Mason, you have Fluke as your last name. F-L-U-C-K-E. And I nearly said that wrong. Um, so, yeah. Um, where do you see Spurs in five years from now? League champions consistently yes there you go I'm with you man um, mate that's it that's, that's all of them some good questions in there yeah they yeah. were good weren't they this week thank you everybody I appreciate it I'm not saying the ones that we normally get are crap or anything but no <laughs> that was god see I'm just insulting everybody today, and I don't mean to <laughs> oh mate they don't take it like that we, we always yeah. get good questions every week don't we thanks man I'm glad you're here <laughs> you're just saving the show again <laughs> Dan would have gone in two-footed on people. I'm glad you're here. Um, yeah, uh, well, it was great to have you back, mate. Yeah, good um, to be back, mate. Good to be back. Uh, I have no idea when we're going to record next week yet. You have no idea when we're going to record next week yet. But the the Spurs News podcast could become a bit of a musical, a musical, movable <laughs> feast for yeah. a little while. Uh, but we'll keep you up to date. Keep her on the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Spurs News, or on the website, www.spursnews.co.uk. The fact that I was able to get that domain still astonishes me that no one had it before, but never mind. <laughs> uh, but, mate, great to have you back. Big thank you to everybody for listening. I'll be back, and I'll speak to you next week. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.